0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, only about 13 minutes each day, but that gets us in God's Word. It keeps us in God's Word and helps us to stay strong and even grow stronger in our faith because faith comes by hearing the word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. It also helps keep us focused on our relationship with God and upon our spiritual life. You know people in your life who need to change their focus, don't you? You know people who need to come to God through Jesus Christ, don't you? almost without question, the answer would be yes. Help them by sharing these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. With your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can, you may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing for them, but also a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study, talking about seven dangerous nations. And if you haven't been with us to this point, you know, people, if you said, Name seven dangerous nations. Well, people would start thinking about national identities, and they'd probably start naming certain nations, such as perhaps Russia and China and North Korea and Iran and Iraq and Syria and and probably several others, depending on who you're talking to. But others, they would start thinking about dangerous nations, what's dangerous to live in some places, maybe like Ukraine and Russia and China and different nations in the Middle East, especially if you're open Christians, really trying to live the Christian life. They'd say, dangerous to live in nations like that. And so uh, they'd name places like that, and and even some parts of some nations, like maybe Mexico and Venezuela and some other nations along those lines. And some po- folks would probably say, yeah, don't leave out the United States. Especially in some big cities in the United States, there are certain areas where it's dangerous to live. A lot of crime going on there, violence. But that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm talking about, and, and of course I'm using a play on words by talking about seven dangerous nations. I'm talking about personally dangerous and threatening nations using the play on words. Abominations was the first one we looked at. There are things, there are practices that are not just sinful in God's eyes, but they're described in that extremely sinful horrible term, abominations. And so we talked about that in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 9 through 13, and then also in Proverbs chapter 6, verses 16 through 19. And, and boy, that, that text in Proverbs chapter 6, it lays out some things that, that we might think, well, I didn't realize it was that bad, such as a proud look, a lying tongue feet that are swift to running to evil, and, and seven different abominations before God. And then we looked also at contamination. And what we're talking about there is we need to be careful to not become contaminated in our personal lives with worldly living. The ways of this world, because the ways of this world are sinful, sinful. And John said in 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, the, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, well, those end up being translated and applied in people's lives in a whole lot of wicked ways. And John says, don't take part in those. James says we need to keep ourselves unspotted from the world, James 1 in verse 27. And he goes on in, verse, in chapter 4 and verse 4, and he says, you know, friendship with the world is enmity or puts you in a position of strife with God. As Christians, as true followers of God through Jesus Christ, we are to keep ourselves unspotted, away from, uncontaminated by the ways of the world. Well, what's the third nation that we need to be careful of because it's dangerous procrastination. A lot of people they say, oh, "Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. I procrastinate." What is procrastination? We we put ourselves off from doing things that we ought to be doing. There are things that we need to do that we we just we don't don't do and we put ourselves in a lot of times in grave danger by procrastinating, putting off some things we need to do, particularly how many people procrastinate at becoming a Christian or living faithfully, dedicated, actively serving God as a Christian. It happens over and over and over and over and over and over and over again with people. In Matthew chapter 11, beginning with verse 28, Jesus said, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, a lot of people believe in Jesus. They believe in him as the Savior, and they know they need to come to him for forgiveness and salvation, but they keep procrastinating. They keep putting it off, Yeah, I know I need to change my life. I'm 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 going to one day. I'm going to get to it. When things get straightened out, just words of procrastination. Jesus told the apostles as he was ready to ascend back to heaven. In Mark chapter 16, verses 15 and 16, he said, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. How many people know they need to be baptized into Christ so the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse them of the guilt of their sins, but they keep putting it off. They got some worldly ways going. uh, See, they're contaminated by the ways of the world, and and they're, they're, they're just not ready yet to become uncontaminated by turning away from those sinful practices and being forgiven and saved through Jesus Christ as they're baptized into him. Look at the Roman governor, Felix, in Acts chapter 24, in verses 24 and 25. The apostle Paul is a prisoner under his watch at this time. And so Felix, he gets his wife, and I believe historically we can understand that they were living in an adulterous relationship. But they they come, and, and Felix wants to hear about... Christianity. And so verse twenty-one, uh, verse 24 says in Acts chapter 24, after some days, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who is Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning the faith in Christ. Now, that was a great step for Felix. But what happened? As he, that is, Paul, reasoned about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix was afraid and answered, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I will call for you. Boy, Paul was striking a chord. He was hitting a nerve with Felix, wasn't he? He was was teaching about righteousness and unrighteousness. And Felix was feeling the effect. And so what did he do? Now, apparently he wanted to hear about faith in Christ, but when it came to making the application and becoming a Christian, he procrastinated. He said, you know, go away for now. When I have a convenient time, I'll call for you. What we think also about King Agrippa, as Paul was making his defense before the next Roman governor, Festus, and Festus had called Agrippa, to listen to Paul's defense, because Festus, being a Roman and not a believer in God, an idol worshiper, he he didn't really understand what these charges were against Paul. But Paul had already appealed to Caesar, as was his right as a Roman citizen. And so Festus wanted to get some clarity in the matter, so he calls Agrippa, who was Jewish, and King Agrippa, he's listening to Paul's defense, and when we come to verse <clears throat> to verse uh, 28 of Acts chapter 26, well let's go back to verse 27. Then Agrippa, Paul saying, "King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe." Then Agrippa said to Paul, "You almost persuade me to become a Christian." Now whether Agrippa was sincere in that particular statement, saying, you almost persuade me to become a Christian? Or whether he was being sarcastic, as some people would say, the language might seem to indicate when you go back to that original language there in the Greek, you almost, you think you can almost, you think in a short time you you can almost make me a Christian? Either way, there have been a whole lot of people through time who have basically made the same statement either verbally or in their mind when they have learned the gospel, when they have learned their need to be forgiven, when they have learned their need to come to Jesus for forgiveness and salvation. They've learned they needed to be baptized into Christ, but they have procrastinated and put it off. You almost got me. I remember sitting in front of At least three men one time studying the Bible with them. And at least two of them, that was their ultimate decision. Almost got me here. Almost persuaded me. But they were holding on to disobedience. Holding on to probably some sinful practices. Almost. Procrastinated. Now thank God that that I know at least one of them ultimately became a Christian. I don't know what happened with the other two. Years past, I lost touch, but almost isn't going to get it. Procrastinating is sinful in itself when it comes to this kind of a decision. I need to turn away from sin. I need to come to God through Jesus Christ. I need to be saved. I need to be baptized into Christ so the blood that is shed on the cross can cleanse me of the guilt of my sins as I'm baptized into him. Acts 2 and verse 38, Romans chapter 6 and verse 3. James wrote in James chapter 4 and verse 17, Therefore to him who knows it is what is good to do and does not do it, to him it is sin. Now let's frame that a little bit differently. The same sense. To him who knows what is right to do, to him who knows what, it is, what he should be doing when it comes to his spiritual life and he does not do it, To him it is sin. See, procrastination is one of those dangerous nations that we need to stay out of. Let's pray. Father, help us to not procrastinate when it comes to doing what is right, what is scriptural, what is godly. Help us to not put off what you want us to be doing in walking with you and serving you as your faithful followers. Help us to stay out of procrastination, Father, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.